0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to TheAnchor.com, anchor.com, the, anchorfm.com, the home of the podcast where you can be heard all around the world from your bedroom, bathroom, living room, any room your heart so desires. Welcome, welcome, welcome. The artist that I'm going to feature here <laughs> is one of the greatest all-around entertainers ever. And I don't say that loosely and lightly because to really say this, you have to be all the way around. Like people will stop at the drop of a hat to hear you perform, to hear you do what you do. You have to have classic songs. You have to have a voice that's distinctive. You have to to touch eras, backgrounds, etc. This particular artist that I'm going to talk about, to me, hmm, he was like in between the middle of Charlie Chaplin and Michael Jackson. Because he was magic and what he did... A real raw talent that incredible heights very distinctive and left you know one of those artists that you were just like in awe of because he could do so many things so well and he could you know he was like happening but he's also a part of a happening clique as well and yet you knew him you know it's like it's really amazing when I think about his skill set because he, uh, he just was really good at so much and he just accelerated and he definitely uh, lasted a lasting impact. And more than just a variety show, it just to that, because if you really took the time to digest what he did, you definitely were in awe, you definitely were impressed by where he was coming from and the mark he made as an artist and his impact. And the artist I am talking about is the one and only Sammy Davis Jr., big time. And one of the first songs that I'm going to talk about that he did is a song called uh, What Kind of Fool Am I? And one of the distinctive things about this song was his vocal range, which doesn't always get the same treatment or the acknowledgement as you would want it to have, you know, from some other artists. But I will tell you this. He really showcased his range on this particular cut. I mean it was really um very distinctive, very moving, and you just could definitely feel where he was coming from you know, and that's what you long to hear you know he was really reaching heights and it was impactful it was very touching very um you know it was it was it was a tone and a feel about it where you could just it was taking you on the place. And that was that was amazing to hear up close, and so I really, and you know, really did this cut a whole lot. It's very distinctive, and it was the truth. The next cut that I dug was "Easy to Love." It had a nice big band feel to it. Now sometimes, like when you listen to him, you really can't understand the logic of how how revered he was because he was a drummer as well, and he played on piano too. But he, and of course, being one of the greatest tap dancers ever and vocalist, So, you know, he knew a thing or two about all the rhythms and the cadences and everything. So to hear him vocalize on a cut like this was just really sensational because it took him and it showcased what he could do and what he was about. So it was another um, one of them songs where you're just like, wow, he pulled that off and he made it sound so effortlessly. I mean, it was just really a great compliment to his range to his tone to his feel and uh you know i really dug that cut a whole lot that that one was really like one of them songs that you could definitely um you know get into i really thought that was something else other cut i dug was something's gotta give um i liked his urgency i liked the tone and the phrasing and he's he's never gotten he never really gets when people talk about around vocalists and things like that, but he he can really interpret he really had a uncanny ability to how he heard music, how he felt music, and where he would take it and um now it just depends on the on the particular type of tempo of the song, the arrangement, what's working, but his voice was always a vehicle to drive in the right direction he just always understood just where it needed to go, where it needed to stop, you know, and he, and you could tell by his, he just had a way of, of bringing that in the songs and the music and the urgency, so, um, this was definitely one of those songs where, you know, you could definitely feel him, and, um, it was just, it was just really on point, I really liked that song a lot, so that one was really on point. The next cut that I liked by him, was I've Gotta Be Me. Uh, I've always liked this song. This was always like one of them songs that if you if your voice could go up a little bit, it would compliment you. His went up really distinctive in this song. I liked the range that he displayed in it. And it just, it's almost like a fitting biographical song. Now, later on, Michael Jackson covered this song with the Jackson 5 and it fit him too. But Sammy Davis Jr. was like, I'd say the right vehicle for this cut. And I really liked the the, the vulnerability of it. Um, it had a openness about it, and that's what made it so engaging, so accepting, so inviting. I really liked how he expressed himself with this cut. And um, you know, when you hear this song, you're like, "Oh, that! I like the melody of it. It's real melodic, and it really just you know, like I said before, really caught him." That was a really nice cut. So that was really tight. The next cut that I dug a whole lot was that Old Black Magic. This one was swinging. And he really <laughs> he really was in his element with this cut. Because I'm going to tell you, when you hear him singing and the way he's hitting the verses and everything, you're like, "Whoa!" he just really found his zone right here. You know, he just was really zoning in. Um, he really caught the essence of this song. He really felt the, the zeal of it, the freshness of it just really on point, and it's one of those songs that just kind of stays with you the way he sings it, and he just caught the chorus is really nice, and I just dug the way it just flowed from him again, when you hear him with swing music and songs that has a little kick to it, that's where you really get the best of him, I really think and so, when you hear that song you're really blown away by how he can ride with those kind of songs and you're kind of like okay, that's what he can do, but then pump the brakes, because the next song I dug by him was I've Got You Under My Skin, now I will say this, his Rat Pat buddy, and one of his best friends, Frank Sinatra did an incredible version of this however, Sammy Davis Jr.'s version, especially if you ever get a chance to see the live version of this may knock your socks off, because I mean he really stripped it down in a way that I didn't foresee that coming and this was like, wow He really nailed this cut. You know, he really put something on this cut. This song was just really... You could really feel where it was going. You could really... uh, It would take you certain places. It was just really, really distinctive. And just uh, an amazing piece right there. So, I mean, I, I thought that... That's one of his best songs. And it's one of his most underrated covers, too. Like I said, if you ever get a chance to see the live version... And I like the studio version, but the live version, he really took it to another level. It was amazing. And it will definitely make your hair rise because it was tight. The next cut I like was Mr. Bo Jangles. And I remember seeing the live performance of this, a tribute to Bill Roberson. And it was incredible. Um, you know, he hit the vocals. The, everything about this was just like, wow. And it was magical. When he performed, especially on stage, you see where Michael Jackson got a lot of inspiration from. But the way Sammy Davis Jr. performed this song, it's like the spirit had came to him. It was like the angels that came to him said, "We're going to bless you with this performance," because he really took it up a whole nother step, another notch. It was incredible, and it was really one of the one of those uh, musical performances, and the way he sung it you felt a lot of energy there, you felt he could relate to it, and it was just really touching, and really, really p- p- pivotal for the core, for the soul, This movie. The last song I want to talk about is a song that I loved as a kid, and um, it was a voicemail that I used, actually, back in the day, and it brought back so much sentiments and memories, um, just one of those times when you hear this song, it just takes you to a certain period. It just has such an honesty and a vulnerability and so carefree. Just amazing. That was the Candyman. Love the feeling of the song. Love the vibe of the song. It's just one of them songs that, you know, has such an innocence to it. And that Broadway, that type of presentation of it, just amazing. And Sammy Davis Jr. really nailed this song. It was like one of the, It's like one of the greatest songs ever to me. And I can listen to it. it. puts me in a really good mood and it brings back great memories through life just hearing this song. just He just showcases versatility, and you see how versatile he is as an artist. He could go from big band to middle of the road to slow cut to tempos. Versatile. Wash your hands, keep your mind clear, watch out for another. And uh, please tell me your favorite Sammy Davis Jr. song, live, performance, or video, or album. And just because the song... Or Al Mazzotta does not mean you can't hear something new in it. Because Sammy Davis Jr. inspired generations to come. And he was a very versatile talent. Underrated. Make sure you put some respect by his name. Keep it funky. Keep it on the one. Be safe out there. Be careful out there. If you get a chance, listen or catch up on some Sammy Davis Jr. Because it's a musical rewarding experience. He was a trailblazer. Peace and i catch you next time.